0: nicola everett hello hope you're okay thanks ever so much for downloading today's podcast final one of the month friday july the 29th and first today a hermbay man who tricked his employer out of two hundred thousand pounds which he spent on luxuries has been jailed for more than four and a half years 43-year-old Benjamin Cullen from Pear Tree Road made more than 500 purchases on his boss's credit cards, including a hot tub, garden furniture and a gazebo. My reporter, Sean Axstall was at Canterbury Crown Court for this case and joins me now. Sean, firstly, can you tell us in more detail then what Cullen did?
2: Yes, Blaze Signs and Broadstairs employed the father of two to oversee its IT department in 2016 and by 2018, he was entrusted with the firm's finances, which meant that he could authorise the payment of invoices and access the CEO's American Express credit card. But during all of this, Cullen was quietly longing for the high life, which his £37,000 salary could ill afford. So outside of work, he set up two fake IT companies and paid them more than £100,000 from Blaze's budget, but that wasn't enough. He went on to siphon £85,000 from his boss's company credit cards by making 527 payments from, uh, from, from that, those accounts to Amazon, and he also transferred money to his own personal account. And to cover his own tracks, he was cooking the books. So at a glance, the payments didn't look particularly unusual until Blaze launched an in-depth investigation.
0: And what else did he spend the cash on?
2: Well, rubbish, really. I mean, the prosecution gave a quick taster in court of what he was buying. And um, Peter Forbes said that he'd, he'd bought a black rattan hot tub surround House furniture, clothes, video games, gin, a a fancy gazebo and, strangely, a nose waxing kit.
0: So can you tell us how he was caught and what impact it had on the business?
2: Well, he, he made various transactions from the CEO's Amex card to his own bank account and he didn't use a reference number. So the mobile phone banking software that he was using automatically filled in that reference by using Cullen's mobile phone number. And so he was suspended pending an investigation and sub- subsequently arrested and charged. Now, Blaze told the court in a statement the total amount of loss was still being calculated nearly two years on. The company added business was significantly interrupted, requiring specialist intervention from an outsourced IT department.
0: What was the reaction in court, Sean?
2: Uh, distress essentially Cullen became restless and fidgety in the dock as the prosecution laid out his case and when Judge Mark Weeks delivered his sentencing remarks Cullen could be seen covering his face with his hands and weeping. Judge Mark Weeks told Cullen his actions were driven by pure greed on your part and a desire to live the high life well beyond your means. He dubbed the whole scam a gross abuse of a trusted position in a company.
0: Sean, thank you ever so much. Kent Online News. The former Met police officer from Kent who murdered Sarah Everard has lost his bid to get his sentence reduced. Wayne Cousins from Deal was given a whole life term for kidnapping and killing the 33-year-old as she walked home in London in March last year. Her body was later found hidden in woodland near Ashford. Cousins' lawyers said he did deserve decades behind bars but argued the punishment covering his entire life was excessive. This is what Lord Chief Justice Lord Burnett had to say at the Court of Appeal earlier.
3: The cases are concerned with life imprisonment for murder and the circumstances in which no minimum term should be specified by the court and instead a whole life order made. The principles applicable to the imposition of a whole life term are well established. It was no part of the Attorney General's case that those principles should be changed or the bar lowered for the imposition of a whole life order. In our judgment, we have summarized the applicable principles and deal with each of the individual cases. The second concerns Wayne Cousins, who pleaded guilty to kidnap and rape of Sarah Everard, and later he pleaded guilty to her murder. On the 30th of September, 2021, he was sentenced to imprisonment for life for the murder with a whole life order. No separate penalty was imposed for the offences of kidnapping and rape. Cousins seeks leave to appeal against sentence. In his case, we grant leave to appeal against sentence, but dismiss the appeal. Although the circumstances of his case do not fall within the terms of the statutory provision, which provides that a whole life order should be the normal starting point, the individual facts are such that the judge was entitled exceptionally to impose a whole life order.
0: Police are hunting someone who's alleged to have exposed themselves in front of a woman and child in Sevenoaks. They were walking a dog along Dartford Road when it happened on Sunday. Officers have now given us CCTV images of a man they want to speak to. You can see those pictures at Kent Online. Work's continuing to try and stop an oil spill reaching the Kent coast. It was first spotted by a Royal Navy vessel near Thanet yesterday, raising concerns about the impact on local wildlife. Pollution experts and the Marine and Coast Guard Agency are monitoring the cleanup and investigating where the oil came from. A motoring campaigner in Kent is calling on the Mayor of London to scrap plans to expand the capital's ultra-low emission zone. Now, this is something we discussed in the podcast on Tuesday. And if approved, it would cost some motorists in Dartford £12.50 a day to travel into neighbouring boroughs like Bexley, where the man behind the Fair Fuel UK campaign has branded the idea an easy cash grab. Now, struggling families in Medway have criticised a decision not to give vouchers to those who normally get free school meals. Now, this is a situation. Basically, local authorities have been given cash to give low-income parents extra support during the holidays. However, Medway Council have decided against it this year unless children go to free holiday clubs, which will provide meals. Well, Claire Stringer from Raynham says it doesn't make financial sense for her and
1: she's been speaking to our colleagues at KMTV. It is very difficult. She's at that awkward age where she wants her independence, she wants um to be able to do things on her own and i just don't have the money i just don't have the money for the bus fares to be perfectly honest it's going to cost me um nearly 12 pounds to get us over to the fen bell and there's no point in me coming home so i'm going to have to pay for myself um for an admission ticket to the fen bell um just so that I can hang around, because there's literally no point with the state of the buses at the moment, and the amount of roadworks. You know, it took me three and a half hours to get to Maidstone yesterday. Um, and it's just ridiculous. It is difficult because she wants to go out with friends. She wants to do things with her friends. And I've gone, right, you can do one activity a week with, with your friends if if they're around, because that's all I can spare you is twenty quid and that won't even when she gets you know if she she goes to the cinema it will get her in but it won't get her a drink or anything so you know it is it is really hard and I feel sorry for the parents that have got two or three children um, especially over the age of five because that's when you've got to start paying your bus fare especially if you don't if you don't drive so you know all these activities are all well and good but there's nothing random way, only riverside um, that we could walk to that would actually save me money. You know the council have done all this so you know they've they've sat behind their 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 desks earning their big fat checks, and there's no thought to us people that are struggling that live on the bread line, live benefit to benefit. I'm on the old system, so I didn't even get the extra 20 quid that was given during COVID. I had to manage on my basic job seekers. So we
0: have got reaction from Medway Council. They say the vouchers would have cost the authority over a million pounds, which is more than they'd been given by government. They also say children going to the clubs can get free bus travel. You can also read this story and find info on how to access these clubs by going to Kent Online. This podcast is sponsored by the FG Barnes Group with car dealerships in Canterbury and Maidstone. Rishi Sunak's been in Kent today as he continues his bid to become the next Tory leader and Prime Minister, the former Chancellor, has made his case to Conservative Party members in Tunbridge Wells. They will be the ones voting for either him or Liz Truss to get the top job. Justice Secretary Dominic Raab, who's backing him, has also been visiting. We'll find out who gets the keys to number 10 on September the 5th. Now, you've probably heard of an amber weather warning before, but now there's an amber traffic warning ahead of expected disruption in Kent this weekend. The AA says congestion's likely to be bad because of train strikes, sporting events and summer getaways. Last weekend, as I'm sure you will remember, drivers were stuck for hours on their way to the Port of Dover and Eurotunnel at Folkestone. Well, Mark Simmons from the British Ports Association says they're trying to make sure that doesn't happen again.
3: The port has made plans. It's working with, uh, with others um, uh, as much as it can to make sure that there isn't a repeat of, uh, of what we saw last weekend but there are some things that will always remain outside of our control.
0: Tomorrow's rail strike involves train drivers and means there won't be any trains running in Kent at all. Southeastern are also warning of disruption on Sunday and are urging passengers to allow plenty of extra time. Don't forget you can get updates via our travel blog at Kent Online. There are also regular travel bulletins on our sister radio station, KMFM. Meantime, figures show a rise in the number of attacks on Southeastern railway staff. 3,000 and abusive incidents were recorded last year, up by a fifth compared to before the pandemic in 2019. Train workers in Kent have had to deal with threats, spitting and physical attacks, Southeastern say they're offering body worn cameras to frontline staff and work hard to prosecute those responsible. Kent Online reports. A slavery order's been issued against a hand car wash in Margate. Investigators found Genk Kojak, who runs the Palm Bay Car Wash, had been avoiding tax and not paying workers. The 50 year old, who's from Battersea Park Road in London, has been ordered not to recruit people with no legal status in the UK. There could be a delay to some GCSE and A-level results for students in Kent as staff at the exam board AQA walk out overpay. Unison members are striking over the next three days. The unions warned action could escalate unless talks are reopened. A new report's warning animals in Kent are threatened with extinction from the level of house building here. Now experts reckon vital habitats are being wiped out amid plans for almost 180,000 new homes across the county in the next nine years. The Kent Nature Partnership says that water voles, beavers, turtle doves, hedgehogs and bumblebees are among the spe- She's at risk. Meantime, cats could be banned from a new housing development in Medway. 68 properties are due to be built near Cliff Woods, but there are calls to protect nearby Nightingale habitats. Councillors have raised concerns about how the rules for residents would be enforced, though. And Tom Grennan's been on our sister radio station, KMFM, talking about his new music and looking forward to playing in Kent this summer. He's told Numi on the hit list that his latest single, All These Nights, means a lot to
4: him. It honestly, like, it's crazy because I, I knew that it was it was a good song. Like, in fact, I knew it was a banger. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, like, it's only been out for not even a week yet. And, like, I think it's, like, top six in the airplay chart, which is crazy. Um, so, yeah, I hope it flies into people's lives and, and makes people dance and Let's people kind of escape for a second because we all know that people are struggling at the moment, and it's it's a hard time for a lot a lot of people. So, and I just want people to escape. I'm just a normal lad, like like a lot of people and and I've been put in this position to be able to make music and and I want people to kind of I don't know run off the back of me and be able to be like listen I'm just I want to have a minute for myself and and I want to forget about whatever's going on and dance and and let loose and, and I feel like this is what all these nights does. It's energetic. It's it's free. It's it's do what you wanna do. So you're playing here in Kent, in Margay at Dreamland on the 27th of August, which is such a cool place to play. Um, Are you excited? What can Kent fans expect from the show? Yeah, massively excited. Um, I love going down to Margate. Anyway, it's 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 uh, a it's a wicked little place. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, um, Dreamland. is it's gonna be gonna be full of energy, full of good times, and it's gonna be a place where people can just let loose and have fun. Are you gonna play maybe some new stuff? try it out? Uh, well, We're going to play obviously the new single that's come out but um, I'm not too sure yet. It depends. It depends. We'll see. Well,
0: you'll be able to hear that live when he performs at Margate's Dreamland on August the 27th and if you miss the chat in full you can listen back at kmfm.co.uk
2: Kent Online Sports
0: the countdown is on to the final of the Women's Euros with England taking on Germany at Wembley on Sunday. Maidstone's Alessia Russo scored the goal of the semi final against Sweden. The former St. Simon's stock pupil got the third of the game with a cheeky back heel. Well, John Malone used to be her head teacher and has been speaking to Jadzia at KMTV.
5: Alessia was with us for. Um, for... Uh, Seven years, from 2010 until 2017. She was a real superstar as a student when she was with us. Um, uh, uh, But we've been following her progress ever since then. I mean, even while she was with us, she was playing for, I think, England under-17s. And she was going on competitions abroad. She went, I think, to Jordan when she was in the sixth form. So even then, we knew that she was... uh, well, she was a star, but so uh, I don't think any of us realised that she was going to be sort of hitting the headlines like she is at the moment.
0: How did you feel when you saw that in- astonishing goal?
5: Very, very proud of her. It just sort of sums up, I suppose, not just her physical talent, but her her great mindset. The fact that she could do something like that uh, at such a high level of competition and in such a port- important match. I mean, it, the headlines were it was just a very, very cheeky goal. Uh, it was audacious, um, but it worked, and uh, it was absolutely brilliant to see.
0: And you've obviously said that um, during her school career, she was very sporty. She loved football. But did you ever expect her to reach such incredible heights? It's,
5: it's no surprise, really. I mean, she she was always very very talented, but she always had the mindset uh, that makes a great a great uh, sporting star very very dedicated to just improving, working on the fine margins. And I think it's as much her sort of mindset. Uh, that is, uh, accounts for her success as it is her physical talent on the pitch.
1: What's it like for the students
0: of the school, I'm sure, for, for the young women and men at your school who are interested in sport? It must be really inspiring.
5: Hugely inspiring. I mean, thankfully, football has really come on leaps and bounds in the last few years. Uh, even while Alessia was at school, you know, we, we, we had, at that time, women's girls' football teams, um, but uh, and Alessia, of course, played for our girls' football team. She she also played for our boys' football team up to a certain age. Girls can play uh, for boys' football teams, and uh, I always remember um, when Alessia was playing for our boys' football team in local fixtures. The other the other parents of the other schools would usually phone, phone us up on the match day uh, to ask us, "Is Alessia playing for the boys' team uh, today?" Uh, knowing the fact that really they had little chance of winning if Alessia was playing for us, which of course is the truth. She, would, she was our secret weapon.
0: The game on Sunday kicks off at five and someone else who will be watching very nervously is Alessia's former coach. I've been chatting to Colin Whitfield, who knew Alessia when she was playing at Bested FC, and started by asking what he thought of that goal.
6: I think I was as shocked as anybody else when uh, Alessia did that. And... Uh, Yeah, I'm not sure it has still sunk in. We've got um, some children up on a holiday course at the moment at the ground and uh, they've all been doing back heels. like, well, never seen so many. And uh, yeah, they're calling it the Russo.
0: (laughs) Excellent. Um, Now, obviously, you coached Alessia when she was younger. Can you tell us a bit about what she was like?
6: I knew her before I started uh, as a football team coach because um, I had a brother, Giorgio, playing in in my boys' team. And um, she used to come along supposedly to watch him, but she never did. She just asked for a ball and then she was in the background kicking the ball about. That's all all you could hear. Um, But, yeah, as soon as she was old enough, once she got to the age of eight, she was old enough to play in my under-10 girls team. So um, she came and played in that, uh, played a year up. She was actually an under-9, but she played in the under-10s. And uh, she was phenomenal, absolutely. You could see from from that young age that... um, she, she should have well, she was going to go all the way
0: yeah her former head teacher actually at St Simon's Stock has, has pretty much said the same thing with the school's teams that she was playing for there was just something very very special about her from a young age and as you say she clearly just wanted to have a football at her feet all the time yeah
6: I, I think the only time that uh, she wouldn't have had a football at her feet was when she was asleep
0: and um, what was it that you particularly noticed and thought you know she she's going to go far what particular skills did she have from that young age
6: obviously she was she wasn't as tall when she was playing for me as, as she is now. Um, and I think her centre of gravity was a little bit lower and um, she seemed to be even quicker then than she is now and, and she's pacey now. Um, but yeah, she, she had an ability to sort of take on players to change the position of the ball very, very quickly. And, uh, and you know, I never got tired of, of watching her play. It, it was it was great.
0: And what have you thought watching her career as, as she's progressed to obviously the very highest level? You must be incredibly proud.
6: Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, she she was with uh, me at Best at FC for a season, and then she went on to Charlton. Uh, but it was nice because she's maintained her links with the club. You know, when she'd finished a season with Charlton, if we were involved in any tournaments, she'd come and link back in with the girls and play in the tournaments with us. So, um, but yeah, it, it's been. Great to watch her uh, and so pleased when she started playing for Manchester United because that's a team she supports. So, uh, yeah, it was great to see that and obviously see her on the telly now.
0: Obviously, a huge match on Sunday against Germany. Yes. You couldn't predict it, could you? England Germany final at Wembley. What are your thoughts Absolutely. leading into that one?
6: I just hope, you know, they don't, um, the occasion doesn't overwhelm them. I'm sure it won't. Um, I'm sure they'll all be fully prepared, ready for the match. Um, And if they play with the confidence that they've been playing with, then they should go all the way and win it.
0: Alessia has very much been the super sub throughout this competition. Would you prefer to see her start the game on Sunday or do you want the system to stay as it has been throughout the competition so far?
6: I think based on her performance, you know, she she merits a, a starting position. But... I like it the way it is. And I think she's in that mindset where, you know, she knows she's going to come on. She knows she can change the game um, and it's worked so far. So, so why change it for the final? I'd stick with it.
0: Mentally going into a game like this, how strong does someone like Alessia need to be as well? Because presumably there could be a a bit of pressure on her now, now that, you know, we've seen what she can do and and what she can pull off. How does she keep calm going into this game?
6: Yeah, I I think that her experience will keep her calm. I know she's only young still, but... um, You know, she's got the experience to to deal with that. Um, But what I do think, I I think she may find it a little bit uh, more difficult when she comes on against Germany. Um, I'm sure they'll be ready for her to come on. um, And I wouldn't be surprised if they double up, to be honest, and, and try and sort of curtail her, if you like. we'll have to wait and see.
0: At Kent Online we've got details on where you can go and watch the England-Germany Euros final. Margate's Dreamland will have a giant screen at their outdoor scenic stage on Sunday. There'll also be a big screen on the harbour arm in Folkestone and Tombridge Angels will be showing it too as part of their open day to show off their new 3G pitch. And it seems that alessia has got more insta-famous since the tournament started. She's picked up 25,000 more followers. Research also shows there's been a 58% rise in viewing figures For this year's tournament. And that's not the only football action this weekend. The season starts again for Gillingham. They get life in League Two underway with a trip to AFC Wimbledon tomorrow, and there'll be a new man in the squad after they signed goalkeeper Glenn Morris on loan from Crawley Town until January. And finally, after last night's opening ceremony at the Commonwealth Games, the competing is now underway. Among the first Kent athletes in action will be gymnast James Hall from Maidstone, his ex Pegasus Gymnastics Club teammate Courtney Tulloch, and Gravesend's Gianni Regini Moran. They'll be hoping to retain Team England's Team Gold, which they won in 2018. Qualification for the individual events will also take place from Sunday to Tuesday. We've got details on who's in action when at Kent Online. Well, that's all from us for today. Thanks ever so much for listening. Don't forget, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. And you can get access to the ad-free Kent Online premium site. To do it, you need to subscribe. Head to kentonline.co.uk forward slash subscribe. And whilst you're on the site today, you can read the latest review from our secret drinker. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online podcast.